Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We got good news. Every hour on the program, actually every hour up until 10 p.m., weekdays now on Rock 106.9, you win yourself $1,000. 10 after every single hour. So 6.10, five minutes from right now, we're going to get you hooked up with $1,000. We will talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. We were going to try to move Scott till about 8.30 because of this national contest. Got to be out at a certain time. Boss on me already. Multiple emails. Make sure you do it right. Got to make sure people get this money. So I want to give want to give Scott from winningfornextyear.com the room that he needs to do that. 7.30, we'll get you hooked up with Our Lady Peace tickets. 9.30, D. Snyder tickets. Fantone, how are you, buddy? Uh, pretty good, man. Pretty good. Not going to lie, dude. I'm beat, though. I'm tired. I'm out of it. I'm like, ah, man. And it's not just the normal case of the Mondays. Uh, this past weekend, I headed up to the Empire State, New York, to uh, to go have a divorce party, I guess is what I'll call it. I just, I just Yeah, now that it's over, that's kind of sad, dude. Yeah, I mean. Well, I mean, it's a little pathetic. What do you mean? Well, it's just like, I mean, dude, it's a little stereotypical, guys. Oh, my God, man, that whole ball and chain is gone. Let's throw a Mardi Gras in Empire. I mean, it's a little sad. Like you mean like sad? Like it was like sad to plan the whole thing out and do yeah, it? Yeah, I think so, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, I just felt like I it was, find it to be a little. If nothing sad. else, it was just like the catalyst of like, hey, you guys haven't hung out in a couple of years. Like you should go like spend time with your friends. I think that's really more than anything it was. All right, I mean, I and, guess. And it's not like it's not like we sat around and bitched about like women. It's not like we were just sitting around like, dude, oh, we you know wives are just the worst. It just sounds awful to me. Seven guys in a cabin, no women around, nothing. It just sounds miserable. It was to me. cool in the sense of like, I guess like. We didn't have to worry about like, you know, when you go out with your friends and three of them are trying to get laid and it turns into this like, oh, well, hey, yeah, you know, hey, we got to go talk to these chicks or we have to do this. We have to go to the strip club. It was none of that. It was just like kind of checked out, like drinking beers, like smoking a bunch. Yeah, see, that's that's the thing to me is like to get hammered for me, beer or liquor is all about women. It's all about the chance that I might meet a woman and that it's like a social lubricant to sit around with my buddies and get drunk. I won't do it. Like, I constantly get, like, harassed by a buddy of mine. Like, we'll all go out to the bars, and they're already, like, or, like, they'll we'll go to his house for, like, a bonfire, right. right? And everybody else is paired off. And so they'll all just, like, sit around and get hammered, and they're like, come on, man, drink. And I'm like, no, why? Sitting to wake around, up hungover? W- d- 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 to sit around with you? You're saying sitting around paired off with somebody with a significant other? Yeah, like. That's the thing, is there was no significant other. Well, so that's just, just felt- it. I'm saying, dude, if I went to my buddy's house, and they were all sitting around drinking beer, and it, it wasn't about me getting late at the end of the night, I'm not getting drunk. Fair. Like, I'm not going to do that. Fair. Beer for me is about partying, about having fun. And those things only go in hand. Like, honestly, it's all about women. Like, I won't sit around my house and drink beer either. It feels very lonely to me. Um, I, I, I guess I'll take the point, but I had a blast, man. It was a good time. What's the story with your weekend? I, uh, dude, all I did was work, man. This, uh, let me tell you, this doing mornings thing is very lucrative. So much so that you need to have a couple other jobs. And I just worked at the Agora. Honestly, it's all I did was work all weekend. I pulled, pulled three different ships. Decent uh, shows? Yeah, I mean, we did all right. I mean, yeah, they were good. I mean, honestly, uh, there's some new band out called Death Grips that opened up for ministry. And I was talking to the guitar player for ministry before the show started. And he was like, you watch. After this band plays, half this venue is going to walk out. I was like, what? And he was like, every night on tour, this band plays, and then half the venue leaves. He's like, we played to nobody. they a lot younger. I figure that's probably you're getting a younger crowd coming yeah. to an older show. And, dude, everybody I know at the show was like, oh, my God, this band is awful and yet they were i mean like everybody that was there was there to see that were they any good no 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 no, no. it just sounded like unlistenable noise to be honest with you it sounded awful but yet multiple people hit me up on facebook and were like yo man happy to see you the other night but after death grips we bailed and i was just like oh my god like i had no i i had never heard of the band but apparently they were really 
really big. And then Saturday night we had Gore, which I, you know, I, I liked Gore back in the day, but now that Dave Brocky's dead, like I don't care about that band at all. Yeah, that's one of those shows that it's like, do you even like why continue this? Like why? I mean, Gwar, it's not like Gwar was that great it. where it was like, was it? I mean, was it sold though? Because oh, yeah. no, oh, there's no way I'd go to a Gwar show now. Yeah, like, we were sold out. Okay. I mean, they they still draw a huge crowd, and then honestly, a legendary Cleveland metal band that's only been out about ten years, but they're I mean, dude, and like people love them. Played at midnight in the ballroom, and they're called Midnight. And Midnight is one of those bands where they're huge in Europe. Like if they you go play over there, they're selling out huge stadiums. Here, like five people know who they are, but they're a Cleveland band, and they are awesome. They are so very good. So that show was Saturday night, and we worked that, and that, that was a lot of fun, and we did that. I played a little bit of golf. Did get out a little bit yesterday. The weather was really good. Watched a little bit of that Browns game. They're a mess. We'll talk to Scott about that at 8.30. Also going to look into this Deshaun Kaiser issue at 7 o'clock, but we're going to get you hooked up with $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the keyword BANK to 200-200. You'll get a 1069. Back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 1069. Win yourself another $1,000, 710 this morning. Passing out $1,000 every hour from 6 o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock at night every weekday on Rock 1069. And again, about just over a half hour from your next opportunity to $1,000 hookup. I got myself into some social media trouble over the weekend, Phantom. Okay. Like, dude, people are pissed. And I think it's because of where I work. That having this opinion, like, you're not supposed to have this opinion if you, if you do what I do for a living. Okay. And... I made this made the suggestion, or basically the statement. I'll just read it to you verbatim. I'm sure a lot of you will view this as blasphemy, but Leonard Skinner was overrated. Outside of the needle and the spoon, there isn't a single song of theirs I'd willingly listen to anymore. And social media lost it mind. And I think it's because I work at what is considered to be a classic rock station. So therefore, if you don't like Leonard Skinner, you're not even qualified to do that job, man! I'm not, I'm not qualified to press play on Freebird. I mean, I can still press play on it. I don't have to love it. And I can't, for the life of me, figure that out. That's, dude, this one guy, Nick, goes to the very predictable, that's why your radio show sucks! That's why it sucks! Well, that's why I don't listen to you, because your show sucks. Well, if you didn't listen, you wouldn't know it sucks. So thanks for listening, Nick. We appreciate you having on, having you on board. And then I got in trouble further down the comments because a guy wanted to bust my balls about Kiss. And again, you got to understand, I am the first person to tell you Kiss blows. Like, they're terrible. But I grew up loving them as a kid, and I can't separate myself from it, so here I am. But, dude, if 27, dude, if Kiss released an album today, I'm not buying it because it's going to be awful. And see, that's what I'm able to do that a lot of people are unable to do. Like, just because you grew up loving something doesn't mean you have to fight for it tooth and nail. And so I said, much like somebody, then, you know, it got argued about Nirvana. Well, they're overrated. And I said, Nirvana is absolutely overrated. They are absolutely 100% overrated. I've said this before about Nirvana. Nirvana was the kiss of the 90s. Not very good, but influential and made other bands want to play. Nobody made people want to play the guitar more than Ace Freely. He wasn't any good at it, but he made dudes want to play. Well, there's a couple different things going on in there. First of all, as far as like... Skinner's overrated. Well, I, I mean... yeah. I'm you know, looking at the track listing. They're overrated. Music is, you know, it's one of those things where different bands are going to mean different things to you. And you say, well, you don't have to, you know, fight tooth and nail over it. It's like, why would you fight somebody about their opinion on a band? I well, mean, see, again, I get, like, their their thing is, you work at a radio station? Do you think that sucks? I, like, 
I get having the conversation, but like people who are like turning it into like, no, dude, like this sucks or you suck or just like, I don't know. It's just like, dude, who cares what Sandsbury thinks about Leonard Skinner? It doesn't change the way that three steps sounds. Like you can still go listen oh, to it dude. until you, uh, you listen to it till your ears fall off. Um, and as far as like, I don't know, dude, like overrated is different than saying something sucks. That's or that I, it's again, awful that was my that, next like, point is that, dude, that. And I started arguing with people in the comment section about this. Is that you're mad at me because you don't understand what words mean. Overrated doesn't mean that I think that they were awful. I get that they're talented. But people put them on the Mount Rushmore of rock and they don't deserve to be there. That's crazy. I'm just going to give you a few examples. Stones, Beatles, The Who, ACDC, Zeppelin, Doors, Maiden, Priest, Eagles, all have a better catalog. All of them have a better, stronger catalog than Leonard Skinner. Every single one of those bands, better catalog. And the thing is, if you disagree with Stansberry on that, okay. <laughs> I guess I just don't understand, like... You know, people why- were like, man, it's because you work at the radio station and you guys overplay Freebird. And if you listen, it's like, guys, you don't think I have Leonard Skinner albums? You think you get to this job without growing up listening to some Leonard Skinner? Which, by the way, one of the first bands ever to use, like, the, you know, the Confederate flag. <laughs> One of the first, and so then I saw this comment. You know, the, you say what you want, man, but Skinner paved the way for all classic Southern rock bands. All right, well, who's the other one? Outside of the Almond Brothers, you tell me the other band that's like a Southern rock band that like claims to be like the Southern rock band. I can't think of them. Who are they? Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers were a Southern rock band. They don't necessarily claim it. They had the Southern Accents album, barely sound like a Southern album. I can't think of like the, the, the like the, the I can't think of like the convoy of bands that came on the paved highway of Southern Rock. Uh, Marshall Tucker, Molly Hatchet, ZZ Top, Thirty Eight Special. These are like I just googled best Southern Rock bands. Okay, yeah, you know what, ZZ Top, I'll give you. But Marshall Tucker, you're talking about a one-song band. Now I know Marshall Tucker fans are gonna be like, no way, man, this song's great. Right. I'm saying for most people, they're a one-song band. So the, the, the pave the way argument doesn't hold. Dude, that uh, yeah, that bucket mean, doesn't hold water. It doesn't hold water. What this is, is, and I get it, is that you grew up and your dad told you Leonard Skinner was the greatest rock band ever, and you fell for it. Now, this is where you got to, like, shed your parents. Like, dude, if I, because if I use this math, I'd be in here going, Bob Seger, best songwriter ever, and he ain't. My dad told me a thousand times growing up, Bob Seger's the best songwriter ever, and he's not. He's not. And just listen to your dad's taste then. You don't have to listen to Stansberry's taste. Like, God, that's the part that just boggles my mind. It's like, why do you care what some, some fat idiot on the radio cares what this dude It's says? because we work at the radio station. Man. And so, like, they think because that's my opinion, that's why, the radio, that's why radio stations aren't any good. Well, first of all, the opinion that radio stations aren't any good would be someone's opinion, not fact. Spoiler alert, we don't decide everything, guys. There's powers that be within the company. I didn't even get to like, decide who the comic was at the Sansbury Show, like, comedy right? show. I didn't even, <laughs> dude, they didn't even tell me until after it was booked. Spoiler alert, Mr. iHeartRadio is pulling all the strings in the background, dude. Right. Like, to yell at Keith Kennedy. What are you yeah, yelling at me for? I just think, dude, I, let's, so let's look through it a little bit. So we'll look, pull up their first record. I Ain't the One. Yawn. Tuesday's Gone, I, I always felt it was the better song than Freebird. Give Me Three Steps is not very good. Simple Man was a good song. I'm not going to argue that that's not a song. 
And then the rest of it goes off the rails. Things going on, Mississippi Kid, Poison Whiskey, all yawn fest until you get to Freebird. So you get three songs on the first record, which welcome to taking 15 years to write the first record. And then second helping is the album Leonard Skinner that I like. You get Sweet Home Alabama, which overplayed, probably still ultimately a pretty good song. I Need You, nobody knows that. Don't Ask Me No Questions, overrated. Working for MCA, overrated. The Ballad of Curtis Lowe, overrated. Swamp Music, overrated. The Needle and the Spoon, damn good song. Call Me the Breeze, yawn. Yawn. Nothing fancy. Saturday Night Special, that one I'll give you. Cheating Woman, nobody knows. Railway Song, nobody knows. I'm a Country Boy, nobody knows. On the Hunt, decent song. Am I Losing, Maiden Shade, Whiskey, a Rock and Roller. I just listed you 15 songs you've never heard while, while screaming at me about how Leonard Skinner's supposed to be so great. They're overrated. They're good, but they're not a Mount Rushmore rock band. They're not a top five rock band, top four rock band. And yet, if you, do, if you go look at like classic rock bands that are the best ever list, they're always in the top 10. Leonard Skinner does not crack my top 10 of best all-time rock bands. Do not crack the top 10. 50? Well, 50? I mean, come on. I, I, I'll tell you this. They probably don't crack my 25. Do they make my top 50? Yeah, they probably have to make my top 50. Because I think Ronnie could sing. Well, and the, both their guitar players could play. They were technically a talented band. They were, And I'm not using technically to be like, well, yeah, I mean, I guess. I'm saying, no, technically, Leonard Skinner was very proficient, very good. There's a difference between making like what you see as the 50 greatest bands of all time versus your 50 favorite bands of all time. For sure. So, and I mean, that's the big difference here is that like, the, like you're literally giving someone your opinion. We all have opinions and they're opinions for a reason. Whether you like or do not like music or you how you feel about a band, dude, that's the, the, like the definition of your opinion on something. Another band I didn't throw in here that's got a better catalog. Metallica has a better catalog than Leonard Skinner does. There's like 12 bands just off the top of my head. If I actually thought about this, went and looked through my record collection, I could probably find you 30 bands that are better. The Stones were easily a better band. It's not even close. And then people were like, the Beatles were overrated. All right. Well, the Beatles standardized the 4-4. So, no, they aren't. <laughs> no, no, no. For that alone, no, they aren't. Not my favorite band. Wouldn't put the, t- put the Beatles in my top five either. But I don't think you can call the Beatles overrated. And again, I know people get so mad at me about the Nirvana thing. They were the kiss of the 90s. They were okay. They just made other bands want to play. That's influential. It's not necessarily great. Again, those words, those two words mean different things. And I remember, I, dude, I posted this on Facebook over the weekend when we all talked about arguing about this with people. Is that we just use words and don't realize that we're not using the right meaning of those words. And I forgot that social media takes place in a world where the dictionary doesn't exist. Overrated doesn't mean sucks. It just means people try to tell me how great they are. Now, my buddy Rodney, I saw him at the Agora the other night. He came to one of the shows. He said to me, he's like, you're an idiot. Now, you gotta understand, Rodney's got a tattoo of Ronnie Van Zant on his arm. Like, love Skinner. Was in a southern rock band, love Skinner. And he gave me the best argument pro Skinner that I heard, which is they did everything you're saying in seven years. Now, that's kind of impressive. They did have a short run, and those albums were probably pretty big for the era. 
And I'll give them the seven-year thing. But I'm constantly told that they're one of the best rock bands of all time, and I don't see it. And I think it's just because it's like the Browns football. It's just been passed down to you from your dad and your grandpa and everybody else, and your dad loved them. And dad's no longer here, well, so Skinner's the greatest, man, the greatest. Crank it up. At the very least, we as a radio station do have to take some responsibility for this just because we've beaten it into people's heads for so long that these are the classic rock songs that you care about. These are the ones that you want. These are the ones that you want. And to they hear. are the ones that the it's people just, want. It's just, you know, you know, people people are kind of dumb. They're just going to believe what they tell you. And when you've got, you know, Rock 98.7 going out there every day, cranking up Freebird for, you Ugh. know. Very good band. I'd even go see, like, the version of Leonard Skinner that comes around now with, like, his brother and, like, the, like, the seventh cousin of the keyboard player. And, like, I mean, they haven't really been together since, what, 77 when the plane went down? I would still go to that. It's not that they're bad, but I'm just constantly told they're a top ten rock band, and I don't think that they are. Which, to me, again, my opinion is Leonard Skinner is overrated. Right now, everybody in the F-150, you're overrated! Possibly. I'm at least number one. I might be overrated. Skinner ain't number one. That I will tell you. We got a Florida file story that I absolutely love. You will too. You're getting it next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. 7.30 when you're way into the Our Lady Peace Show. They're playing October 31st, Halloween night at, at the House of Blues in Cleveland. We'll get you into that. And then 8.10, get you hooked up with $1,000. We'll talk to Scott for money for next year around 8.30 this morning. Get his take on the Browns. Cavs and the NBA ratings from opening night are in. Looks like the NBA may be picking up steam on the NFL, so we'll talk to Scott about that. Also, Indians lose a uh, member of the coaching staff. Ask him about that as well. Is Our Lady Peace doing something? Is that a new album? Is that anything? I I would imagine. I would have to think, right? I mean, I don't think you could tour off. I mean, the last one I know, it was what was uh, somewhere out there. I mean, dude, you're talking 15 years ago now. Yeah, I saw that in the prize lineup this morning, and I was just like, Our Lady Peace, huh? Now, if somebody said to me, hey, man, like if I got in my buddy's car, and they're like, hey, what are we going to do tonight? And he said to me, ah, I picked up a couple of tickets. We're going to go to Our Lady Peace. I'd probably go. I don't know if I'd and be like. Some songs. Yeah, I mean, I like the band. I'm not sure. I, 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 but, I, yeah, I was with you. I was like, oh, I didn't, re- I didn't realize this was a thing. It's one of those bands I haven't thought about in 10 plus years, and it's just like, oh, well. Was there big, like back. 3 a.m. was a really big song for them, and then. Clumsy was probably the biggest song, right? Clumsy was really good. Somewhere out there was pretty good. Yeah, they had a few. Had a few. Overrated. Don't do not say that about any band ever. I'm kidding. You're gonna have the Our Lady Peace enthusiast coming out. No, this guy said to me, he's like, that's how I feel about Led Zeppelin. I feel Led Zeppelin is overrated. I think now again, this is just my opinion. I think that's a little crazy. I mean, yes, like I'm sure, and like you said, the Beatles and and then Tupac and Biggie, and like there's going to be bands that you see that you think are overrated. That's okay. Everyone doesn't have to agree with your overrated list, guys. It's all right. Again, American feel different than you. You don't have to have your feelings hurt. Overrated doesn't mean awful. It just means that the, I don't feel like they're as good as Leonard Skinner, sorry, for all like, you know, the accommodations that people want to like sling around their necks. I think if that plane doesn't go down, that that entire I, I feel like very much like Nirvana. 
Like Nirvana is looked about super fondly because of what happened. Yeah. Anyway, well, anytime it's he, how Heath Ledger won the award for the Batman movie because he died. Anytime somebody feels like you know things ended prematurely, they're going to give it that extra Absolutely. nod. There. I would say again. Here's another band I do not really love. I like them, don't love them, but I think has a better catalog than Leonard Skinner overall, and that's Queen. I think has a deeper catalog. And I, I don't even really like Queen all that much. I like them, but right. they're not one of my favorites. Right. There you go. So I have this story out of Florida that I absolutely love. And this is abuse of somebody else's, not even your own power. This is abuse of somebody else's power. Now, when you get your heart hurt, men, especially, I don't know about women, but men will do, are capable of doing some really stupid things. And some things that you're like, if it wasn't about, you know, being, it felt like you were being toyed with emotionally, you would never do. Yeah, it, it blinds you. It puts this different, like, I don't want to say you turn into a different person, but it just puts these different thoughts you in You turn your into head. a meme poster. Well, and you think all of a sudden, like, hey, this is a good idea. And it's just that desperation of, I want her back. I want her back. I want her back. I'll do anything. I don't care about my pride or how I look to, to other people or anything like that. Um, but you should because you end up looking like an idiot. This 22 year old out of Florida named Christopher Combs was in, like, the program to become, like, a sheriff. And his dad is a Palm Beach, Florida sheriff. Yeah, usually a family job, right? Yeah, it's normally one of those things you just, you know what I mean, kind of gets passed down to you. Often is, yeah. So he was driving down the street in his personal vehicle. He's 22, right? Around midnight. And he and his two buddies were in the car, and they drove past his ex-girlfriend and her new boyfriend down the road. This is apparently some back road in Florida. So he's in his pickup truck and then decides, I'm going to go home. I'm going to get my dad's Ford Taurus squad car. Goes home and gets his dad's sheriff's like cop car. Okay. He found the couple again, turns on the red and blue lights, pulls them over. He uses the car's public address system. You know how they can kind of use the loudspeaker to talk to the couple who, of course, recognize him immediately. But it is a cop car, so you're like, well, you know what I mean? We think it's him, but let's just let's try to figure this out. Well, yeah, I mean, what else are you going to do there? All of a sudden, you know it's him, and you run, and it is a cop, or you thought it was him, and you run? That's going to be a terrible situation. And so they ask him, They so Combs asks the new boyfriend out of the car. He says, get out of the car, over the loudspeaker. Now, he stated he could hear the voice laughing. That sort of makes you wonder why he would get out of the car at all. But, you know, when you when, when you got the sheriff's car behind yeah. you, I'm going to do it just in case, right? And so the, the new boyfriend then was instructed to empty his pockets, and a passenger from the sheriff's car, so one of his buddies, approached the boyfriend, placed a metal object against his head, and stole his wallet and pocket wow. knife. Now, the Palm Beach Sheriff's Office uh, spokeswoman says, that the son has been fired effective right now. Because like, like I said, he was in the program to become a sheriff's deputy. Of course. So he's been charged with armed robbery, impersonating a law enforcement officer, false imprisonment, and is currently out on bond on a $120,000 bond. So here's the part that I wanted to examine. Imagine going to jail as the son of a cop. Like you, ever, you ever, you know, you'll hear about cops going to jail, and people say how rough that's going yeah. to be. Imagine being a close family member of a cop, because all those dudes on the inside want to hurt cops. And I would have to assume that you're probably not going to get the same protection from like corrections officers. Oh, I think law would. enforcement family does really. Even I after, think they even, do. Even after you've you've impersonated a cop, that's not like stolen valor. 
You know well, what I mean? I mean like, nobody goes like... to j- nobody goes to jail for a good reason. So, like, right. uh, ultimately, overall, they protect people for something. And you can't have murder going on because now th- th- that's on your hands. You know what I mean? So, I think it's more. It's not really about protecting you. It's about protecting. You know what I mean? The people who work there. And if something happens on our hands, we're all going to lose our jobs. I think it's about that. But how terrible? I mean, dude, jail sucks for everybody. But imagine being a cop's family member. All those criminals in there, hardened, a lot of them never getting out, are going to sit there and know, like, you know what? I can hurt somebody that I want to hurt by hurting you. That would be a terrifying way to live your life every single day. We'll get you hooked up with $1,000 at 10 after 7 a.m. on The Stansbury Show. The Stansbury Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. You're about seven minutes away now from getting hooked up with a thousand dollars, ten after every hour, up until ten p.m. every single weekday on Rock 106.9. You're winning yourself a thousand bucks. Can't beat that. As my rent's due at the end of the week, trust me, a thousand dollars would come in really handy right now. Christmas right around the corner. Sorry, the holidays right around the corner. Plenty of things out there. You never know. Thousand dollars. You know they say lot. actually the average person. I think if I'm pulling from memory. Last year, that around Thanksgiving, that if you host Thanksgiving at your house, that costs around a thousand dollars. So think about that. You win a thousand bucks. Thanksgiving's free. Not the worst idea in the world there. So the Browns played again yesterday. Of course, they lost. They were bad. They did not look good. They scored all of nine points. Their opponent scored all of twelve points. Won the game. Twelve to nine. Overtime. What a mess. Um, I've been a Hugh guy. I've been trying to get Hughes back, but if you want to walk him out the door today, I can't hate it. I can't. As much as I as much as I wanted to believe he was going to be good, thinks that he can communicate with today's athlete, he sure as hell can't get him focused. And so if you want to walk Hugh Jackson out, I'm okay with it. I don't think it happens till after London, Me but I think that shortly after that, I think they're probably holding on to him for another week. My guess is they'll actually keep him through the season. Because what are you going to do? I guess you could lean on Greg Williams. But I think ultimately they probably keep him all season, and then you just let him go in the off season. But if you want to fire Hugh Jackson now, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I don't think I've been nearly as adamant about the support of him, and I knew this was coming. I knew you could only go so far down the road with. You well, what know, am I going to do? I mean, I can't. Right. I can't look delusional. Right. You can't. You can't. You can't have a lack of any production. You've seen no, no, they haven't gotten better. It's not even one of those situations where it's like, well, dude, they just keep losing a game in a heartbreaking fashion. Well, I knew they were going to lose. And they're, you know, they're not. They're not even competitive. I know they're going to lose. Like, I know that. And, but they don't even look like, right, they don't look like, I, I didn't expect, again, everybody told me six games. I told you, take the under on four and a half games. And so, like, they're doing exactly what I thought they were going to do. I just thought they were going to look better doing it. And here's the deal. In today's NFL, you got to score 27 points to win. If you're scoring nine points, you're never going to win a game. Just kicking field goals yesterday. Like, what a joke that was. Like, it's awful. Like, like as, as far as, as the million different things the NFL has going against it, dude, that game yesterday, it was like, why is anybody watching So this? now they bench Kaiser again in the middle of the game. They bench him again. And, look, he's a rookie. He had... He was the fourth quarterback taken. They all, Everybody said he was the least talented quarterback in the draft. You didn't think there were going to be... This is like dating a stripper and being surprised there's headaches. What do you mean you're surprised a 23-year-old that takes her clothes off for a living gives you grief? 
You're surprised those are those, those, those are hair pull out moments. You're surprised Deshaun Kaiser's not like a Hall of Fame quarterback already. Like I don't get that. I don't like that's coaching. I don't understand putting the kid in, taking him back out, putting him in, taking him back out. That flies in the face of everything I've been saying about Hugh Jackson. Now the big Deshaun Kaiser story is this. Apparently Friday night, a grown up went out. And was enjoying himself on his off time. And people are freaking out. And I don't get that. It's not Saturday into Sunday like Johnny Manziel did when all of you yelled at me for getting on Johnny Manziel's case. Remember, you all yelled at me, you say he's an alcohol, but you don't know. Well, now we found out I did know. And he was out partying that whole night, and that's why he was late to the facility and all that. When all of you, when all of social media screamed at me and told me I didn't know, when I did know. I don't understand why somebody being out Friday night into Saturday is that big of a deal. Um, I guess the thing with me is, like, if I'm going to look at it from my perspective of, like, dude, you've been effing up your job. You have. Like, you haven't lived up to expectations, whether that's because you're new at it or not. I think I personally probably am not making myself, I'm making it a point to, like, not go out. Well, what were the, exp- I don't know if he's not living up to the expectation. What were the expectations? My <laughs> expectations were this is what it was going to look like. To not throw five interceptions in the red zone, right? I mean, that's bad. I mean, it's not good. I mean, he's a bad red zone quarterback right now. Yeah, I mean, like, But my expectations were this is what he was going to look like. Uh, did anybody thinking he wasn't going to look like this? He was taken in the second round for a reason. I, I, I guess, and I guess at that point, there's a little bit of like, well, do you want to, like, do you want to get better? Do you want to be this guy forever? Do you want to be the worst? That, I mean, leading the NFL in interceptions right no, now. I mean, he's not watching tape or practicing throws at midnight. But still, but I mean, I think you could take the point of like, well, dude, get to bed, wake up early, and go back to practice. I mean, they did have a practice on Saturday. I just, I I, I think, honestly, people want to make this about Deshaun Kaiser being out Friday night. They did not lose that game Sunday because Deshaun Kaiser was partying Friday night. I agree 100% with that. And I mean, I think it was what? He said he was out till like 1 o'clock in the morning. It's not like this was like, it's like this was like he was out till 6 and like got arrested. There's a a line there. But do you think Tom Brady was, was out Friday night? No, Tom Brady won't have a beer during the regular season. Won't drink a beer. So like, isn't there, I mean, a little bit of there? Because like I said, I'm just putting this through my own personal perspective of like, if I come in here and I'm F up my job, then like, yeah, dude, you do need to like buckle it up. You yeah, do. I, there, there's, I mean, I can't argue that. The, the, that there is a perception issue and that if I was Deshaun Kaiser, I would be worried about my perception issue. Yeah, I mean, even if But I'm not, not 21. Even if it's not me personally or like, even if it's not like, no, drinking's what your problem is, but then you keep going out and you keep being seen and like, I just wouldn't want that. So like, I think there's a little bit of, I don't think it's why the Browns lost the game. There's a million reasons why the Browns lost that game and if you're putting it on, on Deshaun Kaiser having four drinks on Friday night, you're crazy. I'll tell you why the Browns lost the game. One of the reasons, because that offensive line is nowhere near as good as everybody told me it was going to be. And I try, I kept trying to tell everybody, quit telling me what they're what they are on paper. I'm telling you what they're going to be on the field, which is last. They're terrible. They do not play well as a unit. That line's going to get another quarterback hurt. I just said it last year. They made a couple of decent. Pickups and now Joe Thomas, what gets hurt? He's doing the MRI today. We'll find that out. You take a first ballot Hall of Famer and you use them for five, was it five wins? Um, boy, oh boy, Brown's social media yesterday during the Joe Thomas injury. Um, I understand he's the best player we've had since 1999, and he's the only good player we have. Something to be celebrated, and uh, literally everybody else on that roster is a joke. Like you said, a first ballot Hall of Famer is is, is what I've been told time and time and time. Oh, again. he is. Um, but, He'll walk right in. But at this point, it's just like 
God, I wish we would have traded that guy. <laughs> like, God, like, I mean, he translated into zero victories for us. Like, like, did, like didn't, ne- never did anything that, like, really pushed us, pushed us over. And now he's going to, you know, probably be out for the rest of the season with a blown tricep or something like that. People are like, oh, thoughts and prayers. Prayers to Joe. Prayers. We're praying for you, Joe. Or did anybody actually pray? I'm saying, like, no. talk to God, like, and ask for Joe Thomas to be okay. Well, did not you, only did that, you but really it, do that? But if you did... With all the other problems in the earth, right? Like I think it's, I don't know, dude. I'd like to think God has, if, as a non-believer, I, I, I'd like to think that God has more to do than worry about Cleveland Browns football. I mean, dude, I do this, and I have more to worry about than Cleveland Browns football. But Deshaun Kaiser going out Friday night had nothing to do with any of this. Nothing. They're abysmal bad. You get a guy from baseball to try to build a football roster, and this is what you get. I, t- I t- said it at the time. That move is too outside the box for this organization. You get a good organization that does that, it's like, oh, maybe they're ahead of the curve. But when you're the worst organization in professional sport and you pull a move like that, it just proves that you're a bunch of clowns. You're just a bunch of idiots. Go get a real GM, a real one, a guy that has produced somewhere before. I don't care if you take $55 million. Dude, make him the highest paid GM in any league out of two leagues. Let's take $45 million and pay a GM to get it right. And again, Browns, their own Twitter account, all snarky yesterday. Guys, it's been 20 years. It's not funny. You look unaware that you're pathetic. Get your Twitter, get your 22-year-old Twitter intern under control. Because you just look unaware that you're abysmal. I don't think this was about Kaiser being out Friday night. You want to fire the coach? Now I'm okay with it. I am. I like you. Want to be a Hugh guy? He needs an offensive coordinator. His clock management is terrible. He's bad at clock management. That is a real knock on Hugh Jackson that I will go along with. We'll find out if Scott from winningfornextyear.com agrees at 830. Let's get you hooked up at this $1,000 right now. Free show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. We have our Lady Peace tickets. They're playing October 31st. House of Blues will get choked up here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need on those. Then coming up at 810 Fantone, we're passing out another $1,000. Two more opportunities, actually, for you and I to make somebody $1,000 richer. We'll do it at 810 and once again at 910. I don't want to keep hitting people over the head with the Browns thing, but I have an idea. Okay. I, I have an idea. And what we're... Is it 0-7 now? Mm-hmm. Is it yesterday week 7? And I had predicted by week nine, I felt like this that this problem would would solve itself, and I feel like the Browns are now the team to do it. But, and I've been a naysayer. But call Kaepernick, right? I mean, what are we doing? Right? I mean, hear me out, okay? The season's over. Yes. Okay. You, you, nobody comes back from zero and seven. I'm sorry, you just don't do it. Okay. Yes, I mean, even even in the low expectations of the Cleveland Browns, even if you think that like, oh, hey, they could have won four this year, the season's over in the sense of one, maybe two wins. You win four games, the season's over. Doesn't matter, right? right? But <laughs> I mean, yeah, so. by all by all all measures, yes, the season is over. So the season's already lost. However, if you bring in a quarterback, maybe what it does is it tells the team, well, they're not giving up though. Like, they still want to see something happen here. And so maybe the team buys back in. I think it's a long shot, but maybe. And you now are the team that helps end a controversy. 
Because what will happen, yesterday, by the way, I think it was two dozen NFL players kneel during the anthem. So this thing's losing steam the way we all knew it would because welcome to, to issue. That's just the way things go, right? It's not about the players. not about you. It's not about any of that. It's just that's the way things are. So it was about two dozen yesterday. And if you sign Colin Kaepernick to a team, I think you earn the good. Because even Michael Bennett from the Seattle Seahawks said, well, you know, we're going to keep doing this because, I mean, the guy that started all this can't get a job in the league, and that kind of proves we're right. So if you're the team that opens with the salvo and says, well, we'll take him. We need a quarterback. We'll take him. Now you get you earn yourself goodwill with the league, a predominantly African-American league, where now maybe guys go, well, you know what? Maybe in the offseason, maybe I do want to go there. Maybe I want to. Man, they took a chance on Cap. Took a chance on Cap, and you got what I hear is a quarterback whisperer, which, by the way, those quarterbacks were Andy Dalton, and I forget who the other guy in Oakland was. See, so (laughs) maybe not a whisperer per se. I like Hugh, have been a Hugh guy, but I don't see a single reason not to call Colin Kaepernick. I don't see a single reason not to do it. As a naysayer of his, I can't see one. I kind of think of all the reasons that you just said as the reason not to. The season is over, and if you do bring in Colin Kaepernick, you're not winning extra games. What are you going to win? Maybe one extra? Maybe two extra? And what is that worth? In my opinion, not much. So, like, why would you... Yeah, there's going to be... All right, those two dozen guys who kneeled yesterday might be like, all right, the Browns are cool, but, like, literally... I feel like millions of people, millions of fans are going to be like, dude, done with it forever now. Stadium was empty yesterday. Doesn't matter. They're gone already. The plays, the, the, the play has them gone. And people can say whatever they want. If Colin Kaepernick throws three touchdowns in a game, you love him. Don't lie. Don't you love him if it happens. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You might be right there. I, I, I just feel like Dude, playing be- well wins. Dude, look at LeBron, right? LeBron's anti-Trump. He's anti-everything that's huge in this area. People love him because he wins. If LeBron wasn't good, he would get murdered for his views. Um, difference there between kneeling and not kneeling? Isn't that the whole thing is you're being disrespectful to the troops? You can have different political opinions than me, but you're not being disrespectful to troops. Therefore, I can still uh, I, I, I still you. think calling the president a bum when he won in this area 3-1, to one, I think, honestly, I, I think it would hurt his business more than it does. But because he's good, people go, wow, dude, it's LeBron and he's good. You got to be good. Now, I don't know if Colin Kaepernick, and I suspect that probably not. He's probably not good enough to overcome some of that. But I think even like a true-to-the-heart Browns fan who was anti-Kaepernick, me, I'm a Browns fan who was anti-Kaepernick, who didn't think he was a top 15 quarterback in this league, and I still don't. I think he's a really good backup quarterback. But he's better than Kevin Hogan. He's better than Deshaun Kaiser. He's better than Cody Kessler. I, I, I don't see why you just don't roll with Deshaun Kaiser. I mean, like, why? Like, why? I mean, I understood he threw that second interception yesterday in the red zone, and he's let. Dude, it's been terrible. But what was the purpose of taking him out? What was, I don't get that where either. Where was that victory? Like, I don't get that. You know, you know. At this point, you have officially moved on from the guy. You can't keep doing that every time somebody throws an interception. Because what are you doing? Kevin Hogan sucks. What are you doing? Cody Kessler sucks. You just gonna have those dudes rotating for every interception they throw? Just have somebody else out there the next play? I mean, rookies throw picks. That's what they do. Go back and look at Peyton Manning first year. It's all he did was throw picks. That's all he did. Favre, a great quarterback, throws picks. Oh, that, that's about testing people down the field. Deshaun Kaiser doesn't test anybody down the field. He's a, he is a bad red zone quarterback, which is alarming because the game shrinks in the red zone. Like, it shrinks down. You don't have the, you don't have the visuals that you have, uh, you know, beyond the 40. There's just a lot of the stuff that happens. 
right? And it just shrinks down, and he's bad there. And he's got bad, he doesn't have an NFL clock in his head yet. That is all true. But he's seven games in and not even because the one, well, had to come out halfway because he had a couple of headaches there. And then, you know, well, this one we didn't play him because we thought Kevin Hogan, Kevin Hogan's a winner. He's a winner. No, he ain't. (laughs) I tried to tell you before that. No, he isn't. But I see absolutely no reason outside of politics not to call Colin Kaepernick right now. Somebody tell me what it is. What's the reason? Outside of politics. Don't give me the, well, the anthem. Don't give that to me. This is about winning games. I was anti the kneeling for the anthem, too. Still am. People have the right to do what they want. I said I would probably stand. But there is absolutely, nobody can give me a real reason outside of he's the guy that started the anthem protest not to put not to get give the guy a call. Now I will tell you one decent knock is the you know the players went and had that meeting with the NFL. They asked Colin to go and he said no. And then 3 days later said he's going to sue the league for collusion. But you the Browns could prove that there's no NFL collusion here. You could bail the NFL out of a problem that they're in. Cuz they're going to subpoena all that communication between NFL owners. You could be the team that bails the NFL out of a huge PR disaster. And then saviors there. I like it. And then the NFL, now what? You got one in the pocket. They owe you something. So do they help you behind closed doors, help you get better? Maybe. Here's what I know. If you scratch their back, they're more likely to scratch yours. Be the team that helps end, end this controversy and give your fans a reason to go to the game on Sunday. Because right now they don't have anything. Now, it will give the defense a little bit of credit. Because I hear Mariota's really good. He's got a bunch of weapons. And he scored 12 points on you yesterday. So you can walk away with that. And again, you got to remember, I was the guy that said, at some point in this season, somebody's going to be asking when Greg Williams should be coaching this team. Said it in the preseason. I'm starting to look pretty. I'm starting to look right, aren't I? Call Colin Kaepernick. Put this all to bed. Put it all to bed. Your quarterback problem, the national anthem controversy, the NFL loves you. You bail the NFL out of a pajam. Maybe then, Haslam, maybe then you start to build the relationships around this league that you need to get serious people to come and take over this franchise. Because right now, it looks like a kid finger painting with the Madden screen. It's awful. Sign Colin Kaepernick. Put this to bed right now. Our Lady Peace tickets up for grabs next on The Stansbury Show. The Stansbury Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here. The Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. We'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Coming up at 8 o'clock. Find out what he thinks should happen with the Browns. Find out uh, what's going on with Joe Thomas. Maybe if he has a little inside track. I know they're doing the MRI today. Uh, should point this out to you. Peter King tweeting this yesterday from the NFL. Just 2% of all active NFL players played every snap in 2016. 2% of all active NFL players played every snap in 2016. Joe Thomas has played every Cleveland offensive snap for 10 years and 6 games. 2% of guys make it for 1 year. He's made it 10 years and 6 games. Wow. You always knew that it wasn't going to last forever. It's just inevitable that he was going to something was going to happen. That's amazing. Um, I just don't see how that ever gets 
beat. I, you know, I know every record, no, 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 no. every record exists so that eventually somebody can beat it. I just don't know if that ever. When will. we put robots on the field, maybe right. like I don't, I don't right. know how a human does that. That I mean, that is, I mean, he is like the definition of Iron Man. I mean, it would have to be another guy in his situation where he's a dominant offensive lineman. I feel like anybody else, any quarterback, any receiver, any skill position is going to eventually you're going to take a break. He's got to take care of himself off the field too a little bit. I would think, right? He's probably got to be like conscious about what he eats, what he's you know. What he's putting in his body and like how he's working out and stuff. I would have to imagine, right? I don't assume him to be LeBron dedicated or Brady dedicated. But well, yeah, I think it requires to. less too yeah. that position. You I mean you want to be a little bulkier? You want to be a little? You know what I mean? So like he doesn't have to be as thin and lean as those guys. So be interested. Uh, be interested to find out what his regimen is. I, there's a part of me that like wonders, like, dude, ten years. You know, you got ten years behind you. You've got this incredible record, and it just it's just over. Does he feel like a little bit of disappointment, or does he feel a little bit of relief in the sense of like, dude, oh my god, I don't have to go out there and play on Sunday. I didn't have to finish that half. Twitter's telling me that it makes no sense to sign uh, Kaepernick for the Browns because all you do is piss the fans off, and if you lose games or if you win games, you lose potentially the top pick. Well, you're in an arms race for the top pick with the San Francisco 49ers right now who haven't won a game yet either. Yeah, they're terrible, too. They're pretty bad. But begin, again, I, oh, I watched them yesterday, and they got blown out. Blown out. I bet that game. They got blown out. Dallas, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they looked better than the Browns. Like, offensively, they looked better. Like, Again, their quarterback, who's C.J. Beathard, I think it is, sounds like a country singer. Like, I mean, he was completing passes. Like, I mean, they they even looked better. And I think Shanahan's going to get that thing turned around. If you give him a quarterback, I think that team's probably better than they are right now. Um, So I will agree that you're in an arms race for the first pick. But I hear Sam Darnold's not coming out this year and, honestly, starting to look like he might not be what everybody said he was going to be. Um, he again, I believe he got blown out the other night too. So like you, so that might not happen. I think Josh Rosen's going to be okay from UCLA, but I think he's going to bust out. I think uh, they've asked him why he plays football, and his answer was because I'm good at it. Um, they say there's attitude problems there, that there's work ethic problems, and I predict, and I could be way wrong here, but I'm going to go out. I'm I'm an opinion guy. I'm going to give you my opinion. I think Josh Rosen is going to be the Jamarcus Russell of the NFL next year. I think he comes out, you give him $100 million, and then he won't practice. I honestly, I just, I'm just telling you, I think that's who Josh Rosen is. But I could be way wrong. I could be way wrong on that. You know what I did do over the weekend, though, buddy? What is that? I bought a pair of Bluetooth wireless headphones. Okay. I've been, I've been kicking the idea around on these. I was like, oh, dude, I kind of want a pair. Kind of want a pair, right? And so... You can get the Apple ones, and they're like $180 or whatever the hell it is. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just pulling numbers out of the air, but I know they're a lot of money. And then, like, you know, JBL makes a nice pair, and, like... Apple headphones didn't come with your with your new iPhone? Wired headphones oh, came wired with my... wired ones, okay. But, but I'm looking for wireless. Okay. And why I want wireless is I want to be able to play golf with them and not have the wire all over me, right? I think most people don't need it, but I would understand like if you're doing something athletic, whether it's out there exercising, jogging, playing golf, whatever, yeah, I can get why you need that. I so I had a couple of decent shows at the Agora over the weekend. So yesterday I went up to the store to pick up something, uh, some other stuff anyway, and I was walking through the electronics department in the Walmart on Tusk there, 
And I was like, all right, you know what? Let me swing by the wireless headphone section. God bless you, bro. <laughs> I mean, dude, that early Sunday morning Walmart on Oh, dude, it was yeah, awful. Right. Every time I do it, I'm like, why the hell did I do this? And then I, by the time I walk out of there, I'm like, oh, to make myself feel better about who I am. That is true, dude. No boost to the self-esteem like a trip to that Walmart. Uh, any Walmart. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Oh, you go to the one on Belton, at least, or the one up on the Strip, and it's like, yeah, I still feel good about myself. But dude, that one on Tusk, I feel like a millionaire. <laughs> yeah, I do. No, I do. I feel like once my album dropping, I'm making right, it rain in here. Right, dude, you're good looking. You've got a good credit score. There's at least $7 in your checking account. You're a winner there. Right? Yeah, I was counting fat folds in shirts yesterday. I'm like, Jesus. It's like four over there, buddy. We want to slim that one down. So I took a swing by the wireless headphones section of, uh, of the Walmart there. And there's a brand of electronics that's come out over like the last couple of years. that uh, They're called Alltech. And I have a Bluetooth speaker from Alltech that I love that has great sound, it's got, you know, it delivers all the stuff. So I was like, all right, well, they have a pair of wireless headphones that are only, thir- they were twenty nine eighty five plus Reasonable. tax. Right. So you're talking 30 bucks. Right. So I was like, all right, for a $30 purchase, uh, let me see if I like wireless headphones. So I take them home and I, it, it, they take forever to charge. It's like two hours for them to fully charge out of the box, right? So I take them home and I plug them in. I start watching the Browns game or whatever. And I solely did this for the golf course. So then I put them in my ears, and I go out to the backyard, and I take out the sandwich, and I, t- I take about 120 swings with my golf club in the backyard. Okay. All right? No slipping out issues whatsoever. They held in the ear perfectly. Like, great. And I was like, oh, these are going to be great. And so then I turned it on. I'm listening to music in the backyard, and then I start cleaning up the house, and I got them in my ears. And I'm, like, walking around the house, and they sound great. Now, I said they could be a little crisper, but welcome to Bluetooth. It's just the way it is. They could be a little crisper, but they sound pretty good. So I'm all excited. So then the Browns like start to look like, well, pretty Brownsy. And then I decide, okay, you know what? It's third quarter. This is an absolutely beautiful Sunday afternoon. Like, why waste this on this horrible television show? Yeah, I mean, even if the Browns would have won that game yesterday, it's not like it was going to have been worth anything. Like, it was just two, no, it was just two terrible turds floating around in the bowl together there. So, yeah, I mean, I, I understand why you decided to leave. So then I was like, all right, well, we'll go up to Spring Valley and we'll play some golf, right? So, you know, it's about five minutes away from the house. So, you know, I load up everything in the bag and then we, we get there or whatever. And the course is like empty. It's like wide open. So except for the foursome in front of me who would not let me play through. And they were awful bad. I mean, those guys were so bad. I'm surprised it wasn't jumping yesterday, dude. I mean, it was beautiful. Some courses die down a little faster than others at the end of the season. But honestly, Fantone, honestly, the last 10 times I've played golf, I've played on empty golf courses. I just, I mean, dude. Most guys are sissies. If it's not 85, no, it's not. Dude, it's too cold. Not doing it. But like it was like 78. That's. I just feel like it's been like the warmest like month. Too of the windy. Year, not doing it. A little too windy. No, most honestly, most people are sissies. So I was like, all right, we'll go out there. We'll play a little bit. And now I have the iPhone 8 Plus, which is a mammoth phone. They're big. They're just. It's just a big phone. And so one of the reasons why I wanted, because people are saying, just feed the wire through your shirt. But part of the reason why I wanted the wireless headphones is because I don't want to have to keep my phone in my pocket. I don't want it like, okay. you know what I mean? Especially when I'm playing golf, you know what I mean? I, I don't like to keep any, I actually, I don't carry a wallet anymore. I don't, I don't like things in my pocket like that. And so I go out on the course and this thing worked perfectly in my home. And so I'm coming up to the first hole there at Spring Valley and, uh, and I get out of the cart and I walk across the fairway. And I lost connection. And now the song's coming in and going out, okay. coming in and coming out. And I realized, oh, I have range issues here. Like, it can't, you can't be that far away from the unit. Now, I felt like I was further than 30 yards away from it when I was in my house. Um, I mean, I had my phone was all the way at the front of like, where my TV is in my living room, and I was all the way in the, my back bedroom, and it worked fine. 
Um, is it the fact that you had it connected to Wi-Fi then, and then you didn't when you were outside? Well, I, I, again, that was one of the reasons why I wanted because I, I know you know people are listening. I figured mm-hmm. maybe people might be able to help me figure this problem out. I don't know. That's a good suggestion. I wonder yeah, if that is why. That's the only thing I can think of. It's because and I was like, oh well, now like this doesn't really give me what I want. So I figured I was like, well, maybe what this is is I bought a thirty dollar option, and maybe if I spend like one hundred and fifty dollars on a really nice pair, you get more range. But I'm being told from Facebook right now that that's actually not true. That Bluetooth range is what Bluetooth range is, and no matter how much money you spend on the wireless headphones. And so now, I, I mean, I just don't want my phone in my pocket, so I don't know what I'm going to do to solve this issue. Now, again, it's going to snow next month, so it's pretty, you know what I mean? I got plenty of time to get it figured out now. But I love the way they sound. They worked great for cleaning my house yesterday, but they don't do what... Now, if you took it to the gym and you got your phone right there, they'd be great. Right. If you kept it in your bag, are you close enough to your bag? Well, no, because the bag's on the cart. You know okay. what I mean? So, I, like, if you're I, walking I away from that, now, I mean, I guess what I could do is, I, I mean, you could drive the cart over to, I mean, as close to the ball as humanly possible. I mean, I guess you could do that, but in certain times with the green and the budding, yeah. you know what I mean? Now I'm taking them on and putting them, or taking them off, putting them on, taking them off, putting them on, and it was just like, man, I thought for 30 bucks I was going to end this problem. And I really didn't. So if somebody knows, if there's a way, if, is there a pair that has better rate? Because I'll pay now. Because Phantom, part of it was like, well, let's take 30 bucks, buy the headphones to see, do you actually enjoy wearing these while playing golf? Is listening to Tom Petty something that's important enough to you to do this? And it turned out yesterday for like four holes, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It helped me focus. I stayed, I, I, was, I wasn't as concerned about what I was going to do. I just got caught up in Tom Petty's greatest hits. And, I, and dude, I played great yesterday. And so I was like, I was wondering if that's part of it. So if anybody knows, like if I can get like a better, is there, a, I need better, I need more rage, man. I need better rage on my wireless headphones. We have Our Lady Peace tickets. Let's get you hooked up. We'll take caller 15 right now, 1-800-243-7625 on Our Lady Peace tickets. And then we'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. We'll do that next on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you guys, Stansberry here for North Canton Collision. The folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. North Canton Collision is an insurance claim specialist, and they repair every make and every model. And they also have state-of-the-art paint technology. So no matter what type of accident you've been in, they can get your car back in pristine shape. Call my buddies Jeff, Alex, Woody, or Jason for a no-cost estimate at 330-499-5171 or find them on Online at NorthCantonCollision.com for more information. North Canton Collision, the folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com and about to make you $1,000 richer at 810 this morning. You'll get your next keyword. You text it in. 1000 bucks up for grabs. Joining us this Monday, as he does every Monday at 8 o'clock, is Scott from WinningForNextYear.com. My man, how are you? Hey, you know, not too bad, all things considered. Thanks for having me, as always. A <laughs> uh, lot to get to, um, but I, I, I want to stay pretty Browns-focused with you today. Um, I heard Peter King tweet this yesterday. I saw Peter King tweet this yesterday that 2%, 2% of active NFL players made it every snap in 2016. One year. Joe Thomas made every snap for a decade in six games. Records are made to be broken. I don't see this one getting broken anytime soon, Scott. No, I agree. And, you know, and it's just, and it always, the one thing that always, you know, people are dumb on Twitter, right? We talk about it all the time. Yes, they are. But the one thing that always would get to me is when people would say, like, Joe Thomas doesn't have it anymore, or Joe Thomas is overrated, or he's not elite, or whatever. He didn't just play a decade of snaps. He played a decade of snaps at an all-pro level 
with, you know, for a terrible team. Um, you know, there's, there's, it's, it's easy to, you know, the Dallas Cowboys last year got a lot of praise for their run blocking. And they, and they could all be elite because they were all really, really good. And, they, and you could block off each other, and there's really no way to load up a side or any of that kind of stuff. Um, you know, Joe Thomas is, is, is a completely different animal in, in what he was able to do for as long. And, you know, the loss yesterday is one thing, but that loss of Joe Thomas with what could potentially be for the year uh, with that tricep injury, that's a, that's that's just, it's a very sad blow to this this franchise. Yeah, it's a huge blow. So the next big story for the Browns is Deshaun Kaiser's out Friday night till all of one o'clock in the morning, and apparently that has something to do with how he played the day after that. Are people making too big of a deal out of this Kaiser story from Friday night? Yes, um, the, you only point it out when they're doing bad, right? Right. Um, you know, uh, there there are tons of Browns players, Cavs players, Indians. Players who are out at the casino uh, all nights, the all hours of the night. Um, I've seen, you know, I've personally seen uh, Indians players out at, at night before day games, and but they're winning baseball games and they're playing well, so no one says a thing. Carson or uh, Carson Wentz, Deshaun Kaiser was not uh, a poor quarterback for two through those two interceptions because he was out till one a.m. on a Friday. I don't um, think so. No, you know that, that's it's you know. And this isn't this isn't a will you defend a Johnny because I did I I thought you know but there was much more underlying issues with with Johnny Manziel than than I'm led to believe there are with Deshaun Kaiser. Um, well, that's why you know, I, I one, one o'clock two days before a game is, is, is I think you're kind of picking this there. I did not defend Johnny because I thought that was a problem. And again, he was late to the facility. He was out Saturday into Sunday, and I think that that's what makes it very different. If Deshaun Kaiser was out Saturday into Sunday, I'm having the same issue with him that I had with Johnny Manziel. Is Hugh Jackson going to make it all year? <sighs> it's funny how we went from. I mean, I asked you, you know, every is week. He be here, is he going right. to be here next season? Too? Is he going to even make it this year? Um, if I'm reading the tea leaves, I'm saying no, um, because I in these last. Three weeks to me. Um, I will say there were moments yesterday where he was out coaching Mike Malarkey. Why? Why Tennessee continued to run the ball against one of the best run defenses in football um, it is still kind of mind blowing to me. I agree. But but that said, you know, and the defense still looked really really good. Uh, but that's not you. He was he was the offensive guy, right? He's the play caller. He's the quarterback guru. He's the developer. And the more he continues to push back on that. Um, I, I think the more we're, we're starting to see a bit of bit of dissension. You know, again, losses make people frustrated, and I, I get that. Uh, but each week, Hugh is—he he seems to be getting indignant at times. And I've seen how that movie ends when a head coach tries to push back on the front office and the media and everything. And I, I like Hugh; I think he's a great guy. I wish he would have had a better birthday yesterday, but um, oh, I, I think you know he's going to start coaching for his job here. And pulling quarterbacks midway through games when you're down three points Idiot. is a sign that you're Dumb. that you're that you're really just clinging to things. And I get it. He says he owes it to the other guys on this team to try and win the football game. I, I think it's very noble of him. But he's making moves and they're still not winning. And uh, when you're when you're doing that, you start to look like Byron Scott. You know when he's when he started to go to zone defense and stuff out of desperation. And I, I think we're starting to see that in week seven. I would have to agree. I have one more question for you before I let you go. I'm sorry, I'm up against it. I have a national contest, but Indians fans are on me and they want to know. 
is losing pitching coach Mickey Calloway going to affect the pitching staff? Is this going to be? It a shouldn't. Okay. Um, especially the rotation. I mean, these guys aren't going to forget how to pitch. Um, you know, they're all they're all under club control. They're all good. They're all they all have you know multiple plus pitches. Uh, bullpen might be a bit shaky. Okay. I, I don't quite know what they're going to do there. I, I, I don't. I wouldn't put any regression on the loss of Mickey Calloway. Um, as much as, you know, anything else. Mickey's been great for, like, reclamation projects. You know, when Carrasco was having his issues or Salazar was having his issues, Trevor Bauer, um, you know, you know, trying to get him right. Those kind of things are where, like, a pitching coach comes in. But if they, if they come in, you know, fully prepared and they build off of what they did this past year, you know, you still have an elite, you still have an elite you know, set of arms. It's a tough, it's a tough loss. But uh, they they should be fine, all things considered. All right, I lied, Scott. I can't let you. I, I can't. I can't let you go without letting Fantone ask you one Cavs question because the Cavs opened up their season. I know he's, he's chomping at the bit. You know, I always want a little bit of Cavs action here. Um, you know, Cavaliers not able to pull off a victory and kind of a, a frustrating loss for him. Um, and I think the most frustrating part of all of it is the lack of production coming out of Dwayne Wade. I know when he was announced he was starting, you weren't necessarily concerned about that. Do you think that Dwayne Wade will continue the season moving forward in that starting two? Guard. It's a good question. You know, starting two guard, I don't know. Uh, I would love when when Derrick Rose went down. I would love to run him at the point with Jr. at the two. I think that would have made more sense because Jose Calderon was a disaster. Um, I still think we finish this year with 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 Dwayne being your second leading scorer. Um, you know, so I'm not I'm not all that concerned. It's up to Ty Lue to figure out. Um, but uh, you know, it's a long way of answering it. But no, I think I don't I don't think three games is enough to to write anyone off at this stage. Well, there's Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Buddy, we'll talk to you after Hugh Jackson gets fired next week. <laughs> we'll talk to you next Monday at 8 o'clock. The rest of you, you have a shot at $1,000 right now. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. 930, we'll pass out some D. Snyder tickets. And actually, before that, 910, you'll get another $1,000. That's actually way more important. We'll take yeah, care of your Christmas important. shopping for you. Give you 1000 bucks. You can get hooked up at 9.10 with your next keyword of the day. That continues all day, by the way. It's up until 10 p.m. this evening. Lots of opportunities. Stephanie writing in says, Stansbury, I hope this will help you. But what you're looking for is wireless headphones that have a 100-meter reach, which genuinely stay charged longer and up to nine hours. They charge faster and start from what I've seen about 90 bucks, but go up to about 200 Unfortunately, the levels are 1, 2, and 3, and level 2 is about 30 meters, which sounds like what you have. So, so people who are telling you that there are no range differences are wrong. Do a little. Uh, I've done a little research for you. There's a brand that is waterproof, dustproof, runs about 190 bucks. Says you might want to look into those. This is what motorcycle riders will use the most because of the range that you'd be able to do it, depending on where you want to keep the the phone while you're doing that. Bikers going around with headphones in? Yeah. Really? Yeah, honestly. Really? I, I see people in cars wear headphones, too, and I think wow. it's crazy. Wow. I mean, in a car, it's a bad idea, and I feel like in a motorcycle, it's a terrible idea. Yeah, I mean, my, my brother rides a Harley, and um, he's got, is it an electric light, I think it is? But he, So he's got, like, speakers in, like, the front fairing and all that, and welcome to, I mean, whatever, yeah, fine. Yeah, speakers but is okay. As a guy who wears headphones for a living, I can tell you. That direct sound into your ears makes you unaware of some. Do people can open the studio door, and if I don't see it out of the corner of my eye, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I mean, like you're, yeah, you have headphones and you can't right. hear anything, dude. I, I, I'm surprised. I, I would think that would be illegal. I would. Well, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Okay. okay. <laughs> you know what I mean, I, I don't know. I don't have a motorcycle's license, but I, uh, but I will be. I, I, I can tell you this. 
that I enjoyed the wireless. I'm looking for them for the golf course, essentially what I want. I want to be able to walk across the fairway and still be able to hit the wedge and not have to be right next to the phone. I don't want to keep my phone. Keep your phone in your pocket. I have an iPhone 8 Plus. Things mammoth. You know what I mean? It's basically having like a risk board in your pocket. It's just, you know what I mean? Like, don't move that thing. And so, like, I just, you know, I just don't want it in my pocket. A couple other suggestions are Apple Watch. I have a yarded GPS watch. I know Apple probably has an app for that on the the thing, and I could probably still stream my iHeartRadio through the watch and use that all at the same time. I may look into doing that as well, but I appreciate, uh, I appreciate the help from the audience. I knew somebody would be able to help me. So, Stephanie, thank you very much for that. We do appreciate it. I was walking past the TV and, uh, in the break room, fan zone. Okay, let's get a little coffee, and uh, the sound on the TV's down. But we have it. We have it set on the news stations, obviously. Right, right. So I'm in there pouring the coffee, and I just I was like, eh, maybe scroll up, take a look at the TV, see what's going down. And I see on the bottom of the screen, you know, they always tell you what they're talking about in case the sound is down. And I just see the phrase "condolence controversy," and I thought to myself, how do we? How did we even get here? How did we have a condolence controversy? You remember it was like, what, a week or two ago? Trump, I'm making the calls. I make all the calls. Nobody else makes calls. I make the calls. And is it Maisha Johnson? Is this woman's name? Yeah, the widow of LaDavid Johnson. Who had died in service. Mm-hmm. Is backing up now. Was, was this woman, Was she was senator? Is that who that was? Yeah, Congresswoman. Federica... Wilson. Wilson is Wilson. her name. She looks like in a crazy person with the hats and all that stuff. I will admit, she looks like a crazy person. I'm not sure I would have voted for that person, but it turns out she had like claimed that Donald Trump was like didn't like basically told this woman, you know what your your husband knew what he signed up for, right? I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he had said that your husband knew what he signed up for. Correct. And I remember saying at the time. Like I forgot that Trump was going to be the one that has to make these calls and delicate's not his strong suit. There are things that Donald Trump's fantastic at. Delicate is not one of them. And so I started to think, I was like, man, imagine that having to be the guy that calls you, right? Because when he goes off the cuff, when he goes off prompter, that's normally when he gets himself in all the trouble. And so now Maisha Johnson's all over the TV this morning. ABC had her on for an interview, and she's backing up everything the senator had said. She claims even Maisha Johnson does, and I don't I don't believe she would have a reason to lie, not that I know of, says... He couldn't remember her husband's name. I've got that audio. Do you? I do. Oh, let me hear that. I asked Master Sergeant Neal to put his phone on speaker so my aunt and uncle could hear as well. And he goes on to saying his statement as what he said was... The president. Yes, the president said that he knew what he signed up for, but it hurts anyway. And I was, it made me cry because I was very angry at the the tone of his voice and how he said it. Like he 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 couldn't remember my husband's name. The only way he remembered my husband's name because he told me he had my husband report in front of him, and that's when he actually said La David. I heard him stumbling on trying to remember my husband's name, and that was hurting me the most because. If my husband is out here fighting for our country and he risks his life for our country, why can't you remember his name? Okay, now I... And I, that would make me upset and cry even more because my husband was an awesome soldier. He did what it take people, other soldiers, like five years to do in three years 
So imagine if my husband was here now. He, my, it took my husband three years to make E5. It take other soldiers five to six years just to make an E5. So if he was here now, he would have been on his way to being an E6 or an E7. My husband had high hopes in, in the military career. Now, I'll get Trump's back a little here. I would imagine most presidents, because of information that has kept in your head all day, would have to be told right before making the call. Here's his name. It's written down right here. Make sure you have this. But I believe that most presidents would be able to remember it. I'm willing to bet a staff member would have to tell most presidents, hey, this is who we're calling right now. This is the guy's name. That's okay. That's perfectly okay. I mean, now let's be real. I mean, these four soldiers that died in Nigeria, I mean, should be top of mind when it comes to the president. I would I agree mean, with that. With, when, and as, as more and more information has come out about like kind of how that's all gone down, it should be top of your mind information. I but. don't know everything that was going on in his life that day. I'm, I'm just saying, I know that's how it works. Staff member says, hey, we're calling so-and-so right now. This is the guy's name. Make sure you remember this. Now, not being able to remember it from somebody just telling it to you, putting you on the phone with the person, that's a little alarming. And you'd want to, I mean, and I'm not trying to say like the dude has memory issues or anything like that all i'm saying is that like before you press send on that phone call i would at least have like a all right hey am i pronouncing this correctly hey what's her name right. what's you know like you would at least have the 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 eyes dotted and the t's crossed in these situations because of how very important the role of 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 what this guy was doing I and mean, this is a soldier that died in defense of america like the most important thing in the world of 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 well you're disrespecting troops like well i mean how how is how is forgetting the dude's name while you're talking to his wife not disrespectful walter tweeting in and telling me i'm a military guy i do not expect any president to remember 10 military guys names other than high ranking generals now i would agree with you mostly walter except for the fact that when you're dialing the phone have the guy's name down I mean, if you don't remember his name in a conversation in the hallway, right. that's one thing. But you're calling his wife. You've dialed the phone to call the wife. Know the guy's name. Right? I mean, we can all agree there. I um That's like calling like if I'm calling like for a job interview and I'm calling and I'm trying to get a where job. Where did I apply? What who is this? What? I, who am I talking to? And I, I want to make this clear. I'm not looking for a reason to jump up and down on the president. First of all, I don't really feel as if I have to look for one. And, and but I'm not looking for a reason to jump up and down on him. I'm not. But this was so, this is exactly like, remember back when he said, well, I'm not going to do an NCAA bracket. And I said to him and and all of you, what do you mean? This is such an easy way for you to earn people back a little bit. And I'm not going to equate the death of a service member to an NCAA bracket. But what I'm saying is there's a moment here where Trump could have picked up yardage. All you had to do was handle this right and not dig your heels in and not tell people fake news. No, I said this. All you have to say is this. I am going to choose to stand with the wife, the widow of a fallen soldier. She has the right to feel any way she feels. We respect our military. You get what I'm saying here. Right. That's all you had to do. If, 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 if I said something that was misconstrued or my tone was inappropriate with her, I apologize I apologize greatly for that. And I still recognize and honor the, the sacrifice that her, her husband made. And, like, that's so easy. But, see, like, this is my – and this is my issue with him, is that he feels that any movement from what he thinks is right is a loss, and it's not. Sometimes movement of what your position is, well, A, is empathy – and B, will earn you what you're after, which is the respect of the human people. Now, what I will give Trump for, for credit for is this. This is the other story in the news of him over this week, last week, that 47% of the people in the country don't trust the media when dealing with Trump. 
47%. He's nailed that. You can't trust anybody but me thing. He's nailed it. And it's working perfectly. You know who it reminds me of? Jesus. Jesus was the last guy that was like, no, dude, mysterious ways, bro. You don't get to question me. I do it my way. No, 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 no questions. I'm Jesus. So in the calling out of the of the media and the, you know, I'm the only person you can trust, is he going to call this widow a liar? Because at one point he tweeted out, Democratic Congresswoman totally fabricated what I said to the wife of a soldier who died in action, and I have proof. Sad. Is he going to call this woman, who is a widow of, of a soldier, is he going to call her a liar? See, I'm, that's my reaction, because I'm like, well, how do you do that? But honestly, that. but honestly, they, I mean, the guy's done a million how do you do that things for me. Oh, God, dude. There's a million <laughs> you know I mean? things he said that if one of us would have said, dude, see you two. Over. Come right. On. Over. Career over. Never heard from ever again. Which, I mean, is really the right way. I mean, morning host of Rock 106.9 is way more important than being president. Duh. Of course, I should be held to a higher standard than the, you know, the most powerful position in our country. Duh. But he was already up this morning. He's already tweeting about NFL players. Two dozen of them disrespecting the flag. Now, he's doing this because Maisha Johnson is on TV talking about this story. That's what I've said about this guy from the beginning. He's a master of this. But now what's going to happen is, you're right, it was two dozen Trump yesterday. Two dozen. Two weeks ago, it was 125 of them. Now it's 24. But your tweet today will have it back to 100 this weekend. Like, that's the thing. is like he can't even see far enough down the field to know that. That you're going to have to continue to dig your heels in this. There was a way for him to pick up yardage here in this condolence controversy, which I cannot believe. Saying, I'm sorry for the loss of your family member can be controversial. And I remember asking you Friday. Obama haters, I remember asking you, while you're in your car and nobody can judge you for your opinion, if you had to take a phone call to be told that your family member was killed in action, if you're honest with yourself, who do you think makes a better, more thought-provoking and like like empathetic call? I think if you I think if you're honest with yourself, you admit to yourself that Barack Obama would handle that situation better than Trump. Now, that's not the entire thing of being president. It's not the. It's not all they do. But in this one particular area, I think Barack Obama was going to be way better at condolences than Trump. It's because, dude, Obama wouldn't view that as a loss. Trump views it as a loss on some level. And I don't know where, from where that comes from. I've said before about him. He likes having an enemy. And that's the one thing I don't really love about him. Is that I like a president who can rise to an enemy. But I don't like one that always has to have one. That does worry me a little bit about him. I'm not a Trump hater. But that right there does worry me about him and that position just a smidge. But that's why he's out there this morning talking about NFL players. is because this soldier's widow's on TV telling the truth. And he hates it. I would also say that not remembering the guy's name while you're down on the phone disrespects the military, the flag, and all that stuff, too. As much as kneeling during the protest would. I just, maybe that's just me. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Before the break, we were talking about how uh, the president has got himself wrapped up in a condolence controversy and uh, a, a Twitter follow of ours sent me his tweet. I follow the president on Twitter, but I hadn't seen this just yet. 
And the tweet is, I had a very respectful conversation with the widow of Sergeant LaDavid Johnson and spoke to his and spoke his name from the beginning without hesitation. I, I, again, like this is my issue. If even if that's true, let's say it's true. You lose ground here. Yeah. What's, what's just the win? get her back. Just get her back. That's what that's again. That is leadership. I'm right. She's wrong. He said. She said. Is playground lead? And I think it was one thing when you were calling a congresswoman a liar because there's still political clout in that, and there's you know you you, you oh yeah 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 that's fine. If, that's how that game is played. Right. Is 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 but like now and regardless of this widow's political leanings, now you're calling the widow of a fallen soldier a liar in public. Like, I, 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 I don't get it. I don't, well, I don't dude, understand. McCain, dude, McCain's not a hero. McCain's not a war hero. Oh, I, don't, I don't get it. Like, the, I mean, dude, stack those two sentences, like statements side by side. The McCain thing's worse. And put them coming out of my mouth. You know what I'm saying? Put them coming out of a little. You never heard mouth, from ever again. And all of a sudden, it's you hate the troops, dude. You hate the troops. You want ISIS to win. And I'm like, Jesus, dude. I I, 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 don't understand where the victory in this is. You are the president, the highest, the most powerful position in the country, arguably the world, and you're going to use that platform to call a gold star wife. A liar? I mean, even if you're going to do it, there's a better way to call her a liar. We disagree with the accounts of the situation, but we stand with her and we we feel for her and like there, a million things. There's right. a, I mean, dude, there, there was a way to pick up yardage. Just here. platitudes, dude. Just say things, say the say the buzzwords of, of morning and, and, right, and, and right and over and, and we all move on. Because that's what the loop is. That's the B-roll then that CNN, MSN and all these other people have to use then. Right. Well, you know, I'm versus a still image of your tweet saying, no, I said it. I, I just, I don't know. It's weird to me. We were talking earlier this morning about uh, how I was at Walmart on Sunday. Yeah. Phantom said to me, God bless you, dude. I don't Honestly, know how you do that. And it's bad on a Sunday, too. Usually, if you get there early enough, you might be okay. But if you go there either Saturday or Sunday, anytime after 10 o'clock, that Walmart on Tuss is battle. So it was about 10.15 I was there, actually. It was about 10.15 <sighs> in the morning. And so I was walking through the front door there, and I'm going through you know the entrance because that's where the entrance is. And a woman with like two carts full of groceries is coming out, and she's going you know out the entrance door, and she almost hits me with the cart. She didn't care. And I say something to her. She's like, "What's your problem?" And I just point at the sign that says "Enter." So what? It's an open door. And I was like, "Okay, so you almost hit me. You can't read, and I'm to blame." Got it. Yeah, like I couldn't believe it. So I, uh, this isn't really about this. This, <laughs> I don't know why I make everything about me. But there's there's a story coming out of Pennsylvania where a woman could not stay away from a Walmart. She has a restraining order against the Walmart. It was a stealing situation. I would assume that this is probably a hey, you can never come back in here, right? Because she, how else do you get a restraining order against I, Walmart? I would imagine that that's what happened here. She entered a South Union Township, Fayette County Walmart. Jesus, Pennsylvania, get your act together. Stephanie Dasko, 34. So grown up, okay. Yeah. She is quoted as saying she violated her no trespassing order on October 4th because, wait till you hear this, Phantom. The cake that Walmart sells is too good to stay away from. Have I ever 
Walmart had a Walmart cake. It's not immediately known why the Walmart store had no trespassing order against her, according to WTAE.com, which is like the new Pittsburgh's like action news I everywhere. Mean, I would have to assume that it was shoplifting or something oh, had like to be. that. Or did Indecent she like, exposure, maybe? Or I was going to say, or Probably did didn't she, have a shirt that covered her belly. She wouldn't leave or something like that. Yeah. Or maybe or maybe she was like banging one of the Walmart employees because she's got this Walmart Oof. fetish and she wouldn't leave the dude alone or something like that. But I mean, you've really, I mean, you've do really, now I want to bang a chick with a Walmart vest on. <laughs> you no, really, I do. <laughs> I, well, dude, I honestly, Walmart you find me a Walmart employee under 300 pounds. I'm doing. I'm telling you right now, bro. What do you got going on this afternoon? We can make it happen. Because, okay, you're saying over 300 pounds. That leaves like meth head skinny on the table then. You know what I mean? So, All right. Oh. Dude, six teeth and under 240. Okay. All right. Well, now things are a little bit more challenging. But you really had to have effed your life up to get a restraining order from Walmart. That's that's bad. Maybe it was like a Black Friday thing gone wrong. Okay. Like maybe you're just like throwing bows like ludicrous and just like, you know what I mean, over Blu-ray players. Maybe that's what was happening. Now, I know Walmart has a bakery in there. They have everything in there. I, I'm surprised Walmart doesn't have like a full-service restaurant in there. Like why, why not? Like why not have the Walmart cafeteria? But like they've got a bakery in there. I don't know. Is it? I mean, is the cake that good? Have you How ever, the hell would I? I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know if you ever eat a Walmart cake. I don't know if I have or not. I, but I got to imagine that what like Walmart doesn't make anything, right? Oh yeah, they do. It's like a full bakery back there. Yeah, yeah, really? yeah. Like when you walk in on the food side, that first thing that you look at, it's just like any other grocery store. They'll have their own bakery. They're breaking their own bread. They're the ones that really back there making chicken wings and stuff. All that hot food that's sitting out there. Yeah, there's a full service kitchen. No back wonder there. Tusk is always busy if you're making chicken wings. No, oh, it's, dude, it's <laughs> no full wonder. service. Like yeah, if this stuff gets made on site there. Yeah. Oh, I just thought honestly, I thought Walmart was one of those. We just put our label on it and nope. sell stuff no stuff's getting made on site now don't get me wrong i'm sure there's like a cake mix you know i don't think everything's from scratch or anything <laughs> right. but like you know i've never had the walmart cake um I, i'm trying to remember i know I've had i mean i'm so- sure i have and didn't right. know it maybe you went to a party or something yeah I somebody know, probably served i know i've had cake, or cakes from giant eagle and they're delicious but i don't know if i can speak definitively on a walmart cake or not i i mean here's the thing there's no cake worth breaking a no trespassing order I don't know, a little buttercream frosting or something like that? Maybe a layered cake? All right, let's 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 be honest about frosting right now. Let's be honest. It's whipped frosting's the only good one. That hard sugar fondant frosting is disgusting. It's for 10-year-olds. You, like, dude, whipped frosting is the only way to go there. Is that, is that, I, I like the buttercream stuff. I like, like the thick, like the heavy stuff. Like the like stuff that. where you can taste the sugar in yeah. it? Like yeah, where it feels like, like you got to brush your teeth right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, see, I don't like that stuff at all. I, I don't get that at all. I like I like a smooth whipped frosting on my cake. <laughs> but I'm going to Walmart to get a cake today. I had no idea it was this good to be like breaking no trespassing ordinances and stuff like that. Had zero clue on that. We have a thousand dollars. We're going to hook people up with that, and we're also going to find out which states, Phantom, have couples who argue the most. The list will surprise you. We'll give you that and a thousand dollars next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys. You guys, Stansberry here for North Canton Collision. The folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. North Canton Collision is an insurance claim specialist, and they repair every make and every model. And they also have state-of-the-art paint technology. So no matter what type of accident you've been in, they can get your car back in pristine shape. Call my buddies Jeff, Alex, Woody, or Jason for a no-cost estimate at 330 399-5171 or find them online at northcantoncollision.com for more information. North Canton Collision, the folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. 106.9 Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. We're going to get you hooked up with $1,000 here momentarily. You get your next keyword, you text it in. 
and then your Christmas shopping is on us. Pretty smart by us there. Flat out bribery. Somebody's got to make. Something's got to make you listen to this show. Something. <laughs> I think the show will be fine, but the rest of the day, okay. <laughs> it was probably a good. It was probably a good hook to put the thousand dollars in there. Some couples just argue more than others. It's just the way it is. As a matter of fact, Friday night, I ran into an ex-girlfriend of mine. And we were the couple, like even our friends were like, God, I like you. I like her. But we don't really want you guys to go away with us for the weekend because all you two do is fight. You're just oil and water. And sure enough, she's dating somebody else now. And, uh, and, and that's totally fine. And, but her and I just started having a conversation. Hey, how are you? Like, very simple, like, let's, you know, just catch up conversation, right. right? And then, like, four minutes into the conversation, we're already bickering. And I just stopped, and I said to her, I said, look at this. Why do we do this? And I said to her, I was like, I, I've never been able to figure this out with you and I. I like you as a person. You like me as a person. I said, but, and I don't think it's your fault, Danielle, and I don't think it's my fault, but there's something about mixing the two of us together where we just cannot get along. I don't understand it. There, I think there's always people who will bring that out of any one individual. We bring the worst out in one another. We always had. Um, and there's a little bit of like that's probably what made you feel like there was something to point to, to like to have. To there's build fire. Right. So fire's passion. Well, right, and that's what people think is that right. like, well, I'm passionate about this, therefore I care about this, therefore because there's some people who are like, well, if she's fighting with you, that means she still cares. She's fighting for you. And it's like, no, no, bro, sometimes not, she's just a right. bitch. Right. Well, and I mean, and sometimes <laughs> sometimes you're just not compatible people, and like understanding a toxic relationship and getting out of it was the right move for you, dude. Don't don't be like, oh man, oh I saw her over the weekend. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. I was just kind of pointing okay, out. Okay. And it's like no matter what happens, you know what I mean. Even while just trying to catch up, like we next thing you know we're bickering, right? And I couldn't, have, I can't figure it and out. We don't have to do this anymore. You know what I mean? Like you right. know, a year ago we had to do this. We don't have to do this. This is anymore. why we split up, right? All right. But a new study by Mattress Clarity, which is apparently a sleep product, a sleep product review website. Jesus. So this is very credible, right? Found out. Looking for a new mattress, looking for a new pillow. Maybe you got to get there. Found out that the average couple, Fantone, this sounds like a lot to me. The average couple argues 19 times a month. Now, you and Megan don't argue a lot. No, we don't. And even when we do, and I know most people are going to be like, screw you. But like, even when we do, it's usually very productive. Like, neither one of us goes low. We both like respect each other still. Like, we kind of got into it a little bit yesterday, like afternoon. About what? Was it major? No, 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 no. I was getting something from a drive through and uh, she was on her phone, and I tried to well, hand I should her- be angry with you, not her. <laughs> and I tried to hand her something, and she was like messing around on her phone. And I it's was like, honey, like, pay attention to well, what's I happening. Like, right I was now. like, hey, you know something's happening. But the way I said it was wrong. I was rude about it. And I was just like, dude, you could have made this point without like poking her about that. And like, that's when I was just like, all right, hey, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. I was in the wrong here. And she was like, no, I overreacted a little bit. So, like, like I said, I mean, it's usually very productive. We understand each other, respect each other. It's not the stereotypical, no, F you, no, F you, I'm leaving. I mean, like, there's no. 30 days in a month. To argue 19 times in a month sounds like a lot. I'd be out of that relationship. Yeah, no I, I, about it. Honestly, I think I'd want to be out of that relationship. And I like arguing, but like, and I'm one of those, I probably create arguments because I enjoy it, which is honestly a personality flaw. (laughs) It is. It's a total personality flaw. They say men more likely than women to seek a truce after the argument. Well, of course, because a woman will freeze you out and then your life's just ruined. Like a man's not allowed to sit and pout for three days after a fight and can still continue to cold shoulder you. 
Yeah. Like, uh, dude, then, dude, women are like, my man's a pussy because right. he can't get over it. Where women, they're just allowed to be frozen for weeks on end, and you're just got to be like, well, she's got a vagina. I guess she's pissed now. I knew yesterday. I was like, dude, I'm the one who has to do this. Well, number one, because I was the one who was rude about it, but I was just like, no, dude, this is, you're going to have to not only apologize, but for the next three hours, you're going to have to do little things that like, you know, like just saying like, oh, hey, babe, I love you. And that wasn't just like, I wouldn't have just said that, but I said it because I knew. Let's smooth this out. Right, like, let's get it taken care of. Lay the groundwork there. It is the guy's, like, usually it is the guy's responsibility there. Americans, Fantone, spend five and a half nights per month in separate beds or on the couch over arguing. Wow. Wow. No, that sounds like a lot. Not, I, I don't think either one of us have ever done that, or at least in my relationship, if I ever done that, where I'm like, I'm not sleeping with you. I right. have definitely grabbed the blanket and the couch or and and the pillow and like done the dramatic. Well, fine, <laughs> then I'm gonna go out there and secretly, <laughs> I was like, I'm not even that pissed. It's just closer to the fridge, so like I'll go out there. Now they say Ohio couples here, Fantone, argue less than the national average. The national average is 19 times per month, where an Ohio couple argues about 17 times a month. Now listen to this, Maryland, Maryland, those couples on average fight 73 times per month. Jeez. I mean, like, dude, get a divorce. Yeah. What, what, what on earth would you have to fight about three times a day? And why aren't you, why aren't you breaking up? Why aren't you divorcing that person? I found this to be interesting. Hawaii, 47 times. Now you'd think, you know, slower lifestyle, right. you're in paradise, it's nice, right. maybe you'd be happier. Vermont, again, a great state, 39 times they are. Kind of all expensive states to live in, though. Ah, Mar- yeah, Hawaii, no. and the finances, it's like finances and sex are what people argue yep. about most. That's a, good, that's, a, that's a good observation. They say couples in Alaska, Maine, Oklahoma, and South Dakota, West Virginia, fight the least only nine times per month. Well, in West Virginia, you might not be smart enough to know what your wife's doing wrong. What? What? <laughs> well, I can't be what? mad at my wife and my sister all at the same time. I mean, even those, even the low end, and I guess it's what constitutes an argument. I mean, like, is every disagreement an argument? If she's like, hey, I want to go to Wendy's, and I say, no, I want to go to Burger King, I don't view that as an argument. Like, how could you, how on earth could 73 times a month, that's over three what times that is, a day. It, What that is, is an opportunity for compromise, <laughs> and you get both, and you get $1,000 right now. Six nine. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show and Rock 106.9. We have uh, D. Snyder tickets. We'll pass those out here to end the program a little later. 1-800-243-7625, the number you need on those. And then Teresa, actually, will get you hooked up with another $1,000 at 10.10 this morning. So be checking Teresa out after this program. Somebody told me that yesterday, um, and I don't know if the stat held up over the Sunday night game and like all of like the late games yesterday, but up until like halftime yesterday, there were seven teams in the NFL that didn't score a touchdown. Like, yikes. Maybe some of the declining numbers over the fact that maybe the games aren't real good. Um, yeah, I mean, we've talked about quarterback play over the past couple of years. I feel like that's kind of deteriorated. The rule changes, the, the you know, the confusion when it comes to what's a catch, what's not a catch. Um, and the sissification of the game, I think all those things are a factor as well as everything political that's going on with it. Yeah, I mean, seven teams without a touchdown, that's bad. I mean, you, you, you look at the Browns as an example this year and kind of what they've done this year. I feel like every team they've played has been awful. So there's a little bit of me that's like, well, I mean, we're eight weeks in almost. Is it like, well, is anybody good in the NFL right now? <laughs> like, who are the teams that are like the powerhouses? I don't like, think the parodies is good this year as it normally is. I think there, I, I think the separation between good and average yeah. is 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 actually growing pretty pretty big right now. I think it's growing. 
And Aaron Rodgers going down doesn't help the matters any with quarterback play. Like, that does not help matters. I mean, the Panthers only scored three yesterday. Yeah, Cam did not look good yesterday. Colts scored zero. Brown scored all all field goals. Titans scored all field goals. Broncos scored zero. Giants only put up a touchdown. Falcons only put up a touchdown. So, like... Yeah, I mean it's that, bad. That, that that is not that's not entertaining football. We got some numbers on the NBA. Those came in. LeBron James and the Cavaliers NBA doubleheader season opener. They say had just under a one hundred percent increase year to year over the season openers last year. Now I would agree that I hear people say this a lot that the NBA season doesn't start until Christmas Day. And I, and I would I would kind of agree with that, right? Kind of yeah. agree. But I think that the Cavs probably saw an uptick in their season opener because of the Kyrie Irving thing and facing the Celtics. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that's probably why. Mm-hmm. Now, that number won't hold up for why the Warriors game was bigger than it was last year, though. No, I mean, you've got new look. You've got, you know, teams that are, you've got Dwayne Wade, you've got Derrick Rose, guys who, ha- who are drawing There's eyeballs. interesting stories. And, I mean, the Warriors are, at this point, one of the elite franchises in sports. So, like, I'm not necessarily surprised that, you know, their, their, their viewership is up a little bit there. Um, but it is worth noting, and I'm an NBA enthusiast. It's by far my favorite professional sport like not even close um it's worth noting that like hey dude they were up big this year up big like almost almost 100 percent. and what is it five million people six million people yeah the, the nfl N- dwarfs it by 10 million people the nfl down this year and still 10 million people on an average game just like a throwaway like hey dude it's all, all i know last week it was 15 million views right. and this week we'll get the numbers probably later today so you know or tomorrow essentially after the monday night game we've made this point before that you know Yes, the NFL is in a tough predicament right now and losing ground, but still, any other anything would trade places with the NFL in a heartbeat. I worry about I worry less about losing ground when I'm top of the pops than I do if I'm already in twelfth place and I'm losing ground. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. think the I mean nobody wants to lose viewership, right? You, you want as many eyeballs as you can get your hands on because that's what the advertisers care about. But I honestly, 15 million views is still a lot. Questionable, I guess, sort of if the advertisers really care because September to September, when it comes to Actual dollars spent from NFL advertisers increased by 2% last year. Well, you know what that is, too? is because smart, savvy advertisers know this, that ratings are a math game and that they're not, it's not gospel. It's that it can give you an indication of what's happening, but it's not necessarily, the ratings are not, one. as a guy who dominates the ratings here, they're not 100% accurate. At least according, yeah, no, they're not, dude. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially like, especially in the world of radio, even as we sit here at the number one show. Yes, that's why. Honestly, that's how you know I'm telling you the truth. Is I, I'm the I'm the guy sitting on top of it. Fanton and I are the guy sitting on top of it, and I'm still telling you, ah, you you, you got to temper that. Never get too high. Never get too low. Exactly. But, that, but, but that's us. As far as I can see, and this is uh, versus from AdWeek.com. Um, overall NFL ratings down five percent this season, but advertisers still betting big on football across all networks. The average cost of an NFL spot jumped up 7%. So not only are they spending more money, they're charging more for it. Well, well, yeah, you know why? Because what people say they're going to not watch is what they watch more. It's like Howard Stern back in the day in his movie. Remember the sales department's like running around. Well, if they hate him, why do they listen? To see what he's going to say 
next. And I think it's very much like the NFL protest. I think people who want to protest the NFL want to turn it on to see, is my protesting ending this? Is my protesting ending this? Well, you're not really protesting because you're turning it on. ESPN with a 3% revenue jump as well over the month over month or year to year from September to September. So like, now listen, we've talked about this time and time again. Is this effective? Is this not effective? Is this doing anything? But dude, NFL's top of the pops, man. It is. It's the king. It's the most popular TV show on like five different networks. It's it's huge. It's huge. And the games weren't even that good yesterday. I mean, I won two out of three bets, and I was still like, eh, eh these games yeah. were great. Honestly, I didn't feel like inclined. I was watching Red Zone for a while, and after a while, I was I don't like, have that. I wish I, I did. Like, Dude, I'm done with this. I'm not messing around with it. Honestly, that. the games were so bad yesterday, and I'm always on the fence on this. I was like, eh, maybe I'll cut the court. Like, I honestly, I've been thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. And yesterday, I was like, I'm not even, like, and as a matter of fact, third quarter Browns game, I went and played golf. I was like, nah, I'm over it. I don't even want to watch this anymore. But I think the NBA is in a position here where they can pick up some viewers. I think everyone, you know, whether you're the NBA, the MLB, NHL, NASCAR, any of those organizations right now need to be thinking about how do we capitalize? How do we capitalize? Right? How do we? How do we? When 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 the NFL for once in the past two decades has shown some signs of weakness, has shown some sort of like you know crack in the armor. There, you've got to take advantage of it while you can. And honestly, this is a big part of the reason why I think you're going to see the NBA make a pretty concentrated effort this year of like showing patriotism and showing like like hey, dude, NBA cares about the troops. You know what I mean? Hey, NBA cares about you know. I, I'd I think pick that's, something. Right, something and run with it. And I. I would drive that message home. Yeah, that, that's probably not terrible advice there. Guys, you were absolutely 100% right. She hates your semen. I'll tell you why and give you D. Snyder tickets next on Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We have D. Snyder tickets. He's playing this coming, I believe it's Friday, at the Hard Rock Roxino there. We'll get you in momentarily. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. Tomorrow, 9 o'clock, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino there, is New Tour Tuesday. You're getting new music from a band called Dankrupt. Okay. Dankrupt. Okay. Those guys are going to be weed enthusiasts. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. What do you What do you think that band feels passionate about? I'm, I'm guessing the marijuana. And then John Party, country star, we have his new single, and brand new music from Bush. Interested to hear all of those. If you're in a local band would like to be featured on New Tour Tuesday, send me your stuff, stansburywrqk.com. We'll get you played. So it turns out what we think about women is true. They hate semen. Hate it. And according to Men's Health, there's a few reasons why and what can lead to her not liking semen. They say having too much sperm is definitely one of the things that she hates about it. Okay. Now in porn, it's called the money shot, right? But they say it's a turnoff for woman. Joyce, 39, said it was like getting waterboarded. It's a. Uh, she was. Okay, okay, <laughs> that's okay, a very. Okay. Uh, that's a very vivid image. There, she says it was just way too much. Now, Doctor Jesse Mills, a, uro- uh, a urologist at UCLA, says a heavy load can happen when you haven't ejaculated in a while. They say if you masturbate in the morning, Phantom, then have sex in the afternoon a lower volume will come out. So if your woman's complaining about too much semen, that's one of the things you can do. There. I think most dudes are probably concerned that there isn't going to be enough or that if I masturbate in the morning, I'm not going to perform as well later in the afternoon. So I, I, I've never heard that complaint, though. I've never had somebody be like, you know what? There's just too much of this. I, I'm willing to bet that's one of those things that people think and don't want to tell say. you. Yeah, okay. I, could easily see, I could easily see that. Now, Tracy, 23, had the opposite problem, Fantone. She says there was too little sperm. 
And she said hardly anything came out when he finished. I couldn't see it in the condom, so I thought he was faking it. Yeah, I was going to say that's going to be probably worse for you because she's going to feel like you don't think she's attractive. She's like, but then when I saw there was a little semen in there, I was confused on why it was so little. She's like, it dribbled out sadly. She says here, (laughs) now Dr. Mill says if you want a bigger ejaculation, then the answer is fluids, fluids, fluids. Fluids. Stay hydrated. Right. And she says, and don't masturbate before sex because that can decrease the, the volume as well. Yeah. Obviously. Now, Annabelle, 34, was complaining about the semen of her partner saying, it's too chunky. She goes, I had a really disturbing oral sex experience. His ejaculate was thick as yogurt or cottage uh-huh. cheese. Now, again, hydration can affect the consistency of your ejaculate. If he's dehydrated or hasn't ejaculated in a while, then he's going to have a thick, thicker, more chunky consistency. I, I don't like the word chunky. Thicker is fine. Like that, like I understand. But like chunks, like are we talking like cottage cheese? Like are we literally talking about like like firmness in there? Because that's, dude, I would go to your urologist today if that happened to me. Um. Well, they say here thickness in semen and it is more common than you'd think. I mean, Brian Stixner, MD, the director of the Institute for Men's Health at Jersey Urology Group, says a little chunky sperm is nothing to be concerned about. I disagree with him. I'm no, I'm no doctor, but I'm going to disagree. I'd be very concerned. Well, I'm going to trust a urologist. Right, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to trust that guy. I'm going to say you go, you go somewhere. Apparently, Rachel's date had semen that was too yellow. Now, we all know semen, typically white or grayish, so when Rachel's date ejaculated yellowish semen, she was alarmed. She said, I'd never seen anything like it, and I immediately feared he had an STD. Yeah. He didn't know why it was yellow either, so we got into a tiff about whether or not he should go to the doctor. Yes. So the urologist <laughs> says, if it's darker yellow, but does not smell, Dr. Mill says it's most likely old sperm stored due to infrequent ejaculations. If I have any colors coming out of it, dude, I'm not, dude, I'm sorry, I'm very worried. Like, how I would agree that discolored sperm would freak me out. And I mean, how long has it been since this guy's ejaculated? Are we talking like two months? Or are we talking like two days? That could happen. I don't think it's two days. I don't, I, I would think it would be longer than that. And you would think if it's been that long, he would have d- done a little pre warm up right, before he went right, out, right. Right? I mean, that's, I mean, dude, ever since there's something about Mary, every guy's been following that system. You know what I mean? They say when it, um, Lori 40 says it just had a weird taste or smells weird. She says it was very, it, when it, when it came out, it smelled like chemicals. It was very confusing. Many of the women that they interviewed for the story described their partner's ejaculate as smelling like a swimming pool. A bad odor is usually accompanied by an unappetizing taste, they say here. As for the smell, doctors uh, say here this is absolutely natural because semen does contain ammonia and other sterile-smelling alkaloids. I guess. I mean, I feel like any of these problems are very serious problems. And I've heard, like, diet can do something with that, and I guess that makes sense. You know, like, whether what, what you're eating is going to make a difference, what it, you know, what it smells like and what it tastes like. But still. This is years ago. I think I was, like, 18, 19 when I was dating this girl. But one of my ex-girlfriends had traced this down to Mountain Dew. Okay. In me. And, and, and I mean, it's not that the soda is like bad or whatever, but like your body will handle certain things differently than somebody else's body. And she noticed she's like, whenever you're drinking, she's like, so if you want me to finish this this way, you have to not finish that. 
and she got me off the Mountain Dew, and she she sweared. Like after that, everything was totally normal. You've never had anybody come, like ah, never, dude. I've I've never even like ran into these problems by myself or anyone else or never. I don't know what the normal smell of semen is, but I guess I would notice that if it smelled bad. Right. I was going to say it's like water where you don't you're not supposed to smell it, but all of a sudden if it smells like eggs, if it smells like sulfur, then you're like, all right, I've got an issue here. Yeah, you shouldn't smell it. I don't think you should. I don't know if I've ever smelled semen, especially like fresh. I mean, like if you if you use a towel to clean up or a shirt to clean up and you smell that shirt three days later and it stinks. Well, of course, it's going. to. Well, it also changes color like that, too. Jesus, dude. God, I, 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 the thing I like least about all this is all these urologists say, nah, it's no fine. It's good. Who cares if it's cottage cheese? Who cares if it's yellow? It's fine. It smells like smells like chlorine. And no, it's fine. I don't think that's fine at all. I would figure, I would think that all these problems would be from ejaculating too much, not not enough. Like the changing of the color and the consistency, like, dude, you're just dragging the bottom of the tank, like sand in the gas tank, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like that's, I would just figure that that's what happened here. D. Snyder tickets up for grabs. Let's take caller 25 on those. He's playing this coming Friday, Hard Rock Roxino. We'll get you in. 1-800-243-7625 on those. Aside from that, we're done for the day, but stick around because Teresa will get you hooked up with $1,000 at 10 after 10. Right? 10-10, yeah. Teresa gives you $1,000. Aside from that, we're done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow at 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Have a great day. See ya. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9.